Welcome to the Media Bubble Podcast. It's the podcast that talks all geeky media related topics. I'm Frederick and he's Carol. Let's get this show on the road. Yes. Good evening, listeners. Today it is I who take the reins on our podcast adventure. Um, and uh, I felt very uninspired lately to do anything <laughs> in my life uh, until I stumbled back again upon the Pretty Boy Detective Club, which is a wonderful anime, I have to say. Yeah, it's an, I, I saw that it's a novel series too. Are we going to talk about the novels or the anime? I think I wanted to. Uh, I want to focus on the anime since this is what it, it's what I've seen, and also it will take too too long to talk about the the novel. I probably will read it on my own pace. Okay. Okay. So, Pretty Boy Detective Club. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a show that's been de- that's debuted in two thousand and twenty one, if I remember correctly. Um, and it's uh, and it's the Beast Children series. So it's uh, it's one main character who's usually a girl, and she's surrounded by beautiful men. Uh, yeah, like always. Exactly. And my cat is now trying to exit. Perfect timing, cat. Is this a is this is this series popular or um, I I can't remember th- this when this was airing. Okay, so it aired from April to June uh, 2021. So it's a series from last year. Yeah, but was it popular? It... Because I can't remember the this one. No, it actually wasn't. It was uh, quite... Uh, how do you say it? An underdog? Because, yeah, like only a few people started talking about it. I've only found the anime because of the wonderful intro to the series. Okay. So... Uh, as I said, beautiful boy detective club. Okay, I, I, I can Next. I can just mention that I I know not a single thing about this whole series that Carol is going to present for me. Yeah, which makes it actually better because it's going to be fun explaining all the bazonkers stuff that is happening just in the first episode. Okay, uh, sh- should I uh, switch page? Yeah, next page. So as you see, these are all the boys. We have five core members of the Pretty Boy Detective Club. All with different uh, hair color. Exactly. So they're, they are color-coded for your convenience. Uh, uh, we, ha- we, uh, we have Sakukichi, which is the white one. Uh, we have Ash- Akashiga, the blonde one. Uh, Fukuroi uh, Michima, uh, the red one. Uh, Sautonin Manabu, the blue one. And Sasaku... Uh, the black one. Okay. Uh, the story follows these beautiful gentlemen and our main character, uh, who is called Mayumi Dojima, as they are entering the Pretty Boy Detective Club and they're solving various mysteries happening around the school. Is it always school mysteries that they're all, all solving? Uh, no, not always. Uh, can you click? Yes. So you can see uh, in the background we have uh, Mayumi Dujima. She's also color-coded for convenience to be purple. Uh, she is a young middle school... Uh, she's a high school girl, if I remember, or middle school. Uh, Did you fact-check anything? Or is this just memory? 
<laughs> I'm going with the flow. Huh? I think it was middle school. Okay. So, so basically, what happened? What what uh, what the series is that Mayubi she feels very lonely and she feels very. How can I say it? Not bad. She doesn't have many <laughs> friends. No, she doesn't. She's a loner. She beats herself up over her dream. She never felt like she fe- like that that she fits in, and she finally throughout the series she closes the distance between she, her, and the boys, and they like actually become good friends. Yeah, the, a lot of anime anime series are like that, I guess. Yeah, but in this case, you'd have a gander that yes, this is a girl. In a boys' club, so they will probably like fawn and fight over her, and she'd be like the precious child of the of the club. Well, right? Were all these member or all, all, all these boys already a part of the club when she joins? Exactly, because Mayubi comes to her, uh, comes to the club with her own request. Um, um, but that will be in the arc of the episodes. So the series is split into few arcs. So each arc has how many episodes are there? It's a 12-series anime. Uh, the first and last episode have three episodes each, and then the rest of them have two episodes each. Okay. So we have a beginning to the mystery and the end to the mystery. Uh, so let me introduce you to the boys. First of all, first and foremost, we have Ashikaga Hyuta, which is the blonde boy, and his title is The Adonis. So what is cool about this Pretty Boy Detective Club is that... They're boys, they're pretty, they're detectives, and also all of them have some kind of special talent. Mm. Can you guess his talent? Uh, let's see, he's wearing shorts. Um, there, there's nothing really that significant of a clue that tells me what his uh, talent is. I think you actually nailed it with the first observation. It's his shorts. What? How is that? Because Ashik... Because Yura is the Adonis, he's the sport, he's the sporty uh, boy. So his greatest assets are his legs, They're his beautiful legs. Wherever he sits, he puts them in different positions. When the camera zooms in on him, it always goes from the legs up, so you can always see the legs. So, so uh, uh, it's running his ability. I mean, running, tap dancing, bicycling, anything to do with his legs, he'll do it. He's probably really good at it. Okay. Um, then we have Sotunin Manabu, the aesthete. So he is the boss man of the pretty boys. Mm. Um, and he's the aesthete because he, all he knows is aesthetics. Um, and through his vision of being a pretty boy that is doing detective detectiving uh, and is in a club... He brung, like, he, he gathered all of these boys and he keeps them together like the glue that he is. He is the leader, you can say. Exactly, but he's also dumb. <laughs> uh, dumb in, is that in a specific way? Because I guess he, as the main kind of character, he is probably the one that solves mo- most cases, I guess. I think he inspires the rest to do the best job they can. Oh, okay. Seeing, seeing that his... I mean, his title, the aesthetic. So he, 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 really... he motivates them, you can say. Exactly, because he really, like, his passion just burns for everything beautiful. And so he, he, we're not... is he a character that wants to solve mysteries but can't? 
Uh, no, he definitely solves mysteries. On his on his uh, own. Exactly. He's just silly and sometimes not. he doesn't really focus on anything that's not beautiful. And when I'm saying beautiful, it's not just pleasing to the eye. Like, sometimes a person can be beautiful on the inside, but maybe their outside doesn't really match the, the their personality. Okay. And beautiful can also mean intelligent or well-kept or... Um, innovated or like innovating or intriguing. Mm. So he is really about that aesthetics of a learned man. He's like Galileo. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Yobuya Sasaku, and he is uh, the, the artist. Uh, so basically, his father is the principal, or he's sponsoring the school that they're all attending. And as a young child, he's still in school, but he's also the CEO of the company that his father owned. Yes. But the problem is, he's very artistic. He doesn't really want to pursue business. He wants to indulge in sculptures, paintings, uh, like arts, crafts, makeup, anything artistic. That's his deal. And he's very good at it. Mm. But he's also really quiet and really keeps it himself. The white boy, Nagihiro Sakaguchi, the orator. Uh, he is the tallest of the bunch and also the oldest one. He's the third he's a third year while they all while everyone else is second year, I feel like. Um, and you can see his massive ponytail <laughs> that makes him look like a horse. Okay. <laughs> um, so what his deal his title, the orator. He's a school class president, or he's the school yeah, like he's a represent representative of the student council, student council president. Uh, so he is very well spoken. He can charm, and he can like he can. He's he's really, 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 really good at speaking. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Fukuroi Michiru, the Epicure, which is the red uh, red red boy. Mm. Um, and the Epicure is a title which. Uh, the dictionary uh, says means someone with impeccable taste. Uh, he is the delinquent boy that also has a hidden side and he loves cooking. Okay. So he's a kind of bad boy with a soft heart. Yeah, something that uh, I noticed just about him is that the first picture you so showed me, he he had his ear kind of upwards while here he has it kind of down to his eyes. Yes, so uh, the previous pictures are representative of how many different outfits and situations the boys get, get into. Because they switch out the hair, like hairstyles a lot. Okay. Uh, but this is his casual look. Uh, as I said, he's a little bit of a delinquent boy, and he, as with his own admission, he doesn't have anything, like, all of these boys didn't really have anything in common besides the club and besides them being brought together by... The aesthetic. I got. I gotta way. say, but if I, I'm just looking at these two, uh, Manabu and Huyota look really similar uh, to each other, uh, uh, to each other, which the other trees do, does not really do. Like they, yeah, they, ha all... they have almost this the same height, the same, <laughs> the same kind of uh, eyes, and yeah. Actually, I might have made a small mistake because Manobu is actually shorter than Huta because 
Drum roll, please. He's not even attending the school. Okay. So, Manabu is in fifth grade. He's like, I think, three years younger than everyone else. Four years in case of Nagihiro. Yeah, then you. So he's... Then he should probably should be smaller, Carol. Yes, on my screen, I kind of made him a little bit bigger, but he's the youngest of the bunch. Um, and it's. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, it, and it's weird because all of these boys are brought together by this kid who who's really into aesthetics. Mm. And then at last we have our main character, Dojima Mayumi, uh, who later gains the title the Seer. Um, as you can see, this is her in her uh, normal uniform, but as the uh, but as the series goes, uh, she changes her look to dressed just like the guys. She becomes a member of the Pretty Boy Detective Club and she cross-dresses as a guy. Okay, so she is kind of shy in this picture and later on she more exposes herself, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> you kind of see that said it a little bit weirdly, but yes, that's the case. Um, and her title this year would be explained in the first episode because that's... I mean, it... It still ties to the theme of things being beautiful, making be making beautiful food, speaking beautifully, creating beautiful art, the aesthetics of beauty, and just like the strength and the aestheticism of beauty. And and we have to see her, someone who perceives the beauty. Um, so as we move along, we reach the first arc, which which is called the dark star that shines for you alone. Okay. Uh, so this is the first episode where we meet Mayumi. She's standing on top of a uh, observatory at her school at midnight, and she laments how tragic it is that she has to give up her dream. Uh, and what, what uh, is how, her dream? Uh, so her dream is to become an astronaut. Oh, okay. Because on her tenth birthday, or six years ago, she saw a falling star on her birthday, and ever since then, she always dreamt of exploring the universe, she, like exploring the stars. Okay. But the problem is that an astronaut is not something that her parents wished for her. So instead they asked her, like, can you focus on something else? Can you please give up on this child's dream? And she said that on her 16th birthday, if she will not find a star, she will give up on her dream. Okay. Maybe it wasn't a, a, a falling star, it was just a star, but it was really beautiful. Mm. Is this her 16th birthday? Uh, it, was the night, it was the night before her birthday, she ventured onto the roof. And there she meets Marabu, who says, you don't have to be so downwind on yourself, we the, pr we the Pretty Boy Detective Club, we'll, we'll, we will find that star for you. Okay. Uh, and uh, click. <laughs> mm. I see, uh, There's a lot of clicking. I see a pair of uh, big purple eyes with, star yes, with stars inside eyes. With stars inside them. Exactly. So one, one important part of her uh, character design is that she has stars in her eyes, which are just indicative of her whole wait, she, dream. Wait, she has Western. that all the time? Not... They're not rendered this way, where it's so hand-drawn. But usually, if she takes off her glasses, she has those stars in her eyes. Okay. Okay, next uh, click. 
and click. <laughs> so, you may wonder, why do we have a picture of our class president in space? Because they're going to space. Space. No. So what happens is, uh, Mayubi ventures to the Pretty Boy Detective Club and she explains how, hey, I have this very big issue because I don't really don't want to give up on my dream. I kind of want to pursue my dream. So would you please give, like, would you kind of help me find a star? But she doesn't really think that they'll help. She just thinks them as high-class, privileged assholes who think that her problem is just a joke to them. Okay. But to her no, but to her dismay, they take it very seriously. They ask her all the questions. Where did she see the star? What time? What the... Da, 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 and they end up on the same beach taking a helicopter to uh, to the beach that she was on when she was a child. Mm. They set up a picnic, they take out a stethoscope and they look uh, like a like a like a lunacope. What's it called? Um, lunascope. Um, exactly. That's probably not what it's called actually, but okay, let's move on. But they take out one of those and then she has a breakdown saying like, hey, Maybe this is a joke for you, but this isn't for me. And I don't really enjoy, like, privileged assholes taking my issues so lightly. She sure is saying assholes a lot in this series. I am paraphrasing, but that was basically the meaning. She's way less harsh on these boys. Yeah, I understood uh, that. And they cannot find the star. So, my, so the blue boy, Manabu, says, Wait, when were you born? Well, at this and this hour. That's not until evening tomorrow. So don't give up. We'll find information. We'll find that star for you. Okay. She leaves home. Next morning, she is followed by strangers on her way back to school. Oh. And she sees them. She sees people following her. Like many people. Like up to 20 people. And she's beginning to run. And she thinks, what? is happening i never had this issue when i walked to school before what are these like government agents and she begins to run yeah and the people chase after her yeah so thank god the blue boy the the yellow boy huta he violently just drives to her on her bicycle and piggyback rides her back to school with his amazing legs exactly like it's they're really well animated <laughs> Um, and we learn that what Mayubi witnessed wasn't a star on her 10th birthday. What if there was a government program where you build a satellite and you send it to space, but you didn't want any other countries to know about it? What if you send a satellite and not tell any, like, and not tell anyone about it? Mm. And what of if this satellite proposed a threat to other countries and they decided to get rid of it but how can you get rid of it in space this is getting get kind of big i just thought that this was going to be school mysteries exactly like what the hell is happening so we have this whole scene this whole bit where they are explaining this they're floating in space in spacesuits and it's amazing uh, can you click yes so you see, this is just like a whole ass conversation in space about this. Uh, but they are uh, not and yeah, in actual space, are they? No, they're not. It's just metaphorical. Okay, yeah. So, so, so they're falling into space and like, okay, so if this space, 
satellite poses a threat to you, how do you get rid of it? And how do you explain what Mayubi saw that night on her birthday? Well, what happened was that uh, enemy governments have sent a nuclear, like, like a nuke, and they nuked the station. Yeah. So what she saw that night wasn't a star, it was a space station getting nuked in space. Oh. And that means that she's the only witness to, the, to this event. So if this information gets out, there'll be trouble. So she is now haunted by government agents. So she is the only person in the whole world that saw, saw that thing. Exactly. Hmm. So what happens is that they need to protect Mayubi's identity. Uh, so Manobu says, well, you cannot go out like that. So let's change your look. Um, and if you click two times. Okay. She really, has, she really has stars all the time in her eyes. Yeah. So what happens is that they decided to dress her up as one of the boys. Just that she'll be much safer once she uh, leaves the school. Because, like, yeah, she's the only witness. Wait, wait, wait. So now people... Is she cross-dressing them? Yes. Okay. She... That's, as I said before, she she cross-dresses as a boy in this series. Hmm. And with the help of Astet, she becomes really pretty in, at, at the same time. Yeah. And if you click, again, you'll see that it's not, in fact, Hatsune Miku, but it's Mayabu, who also decides to cross-dress to be partner to this beautiful boy just leaving school. Because if he has someone with him, then he won't be bothered. So he's like... Her cover. They both, they're both cross-dressing. I have a feeling that there are going to be a lot of cross-dressing in this series. A little bit, yes. But I just want to point out that this is just Hatsune Miku and I loved it. <laughs> okay. So if you click again... There, we are in a limousine, I guess. Exactly. So what happens was, even though Mayabo had... Uh, had been protecting uh, Mayumi, they still get knocked out. As they're being chased again through the city, uh, they're being rescued by this woman in the limousine, but then are promptly knocked out. Yes. If you click, you'll see that they got kidnapped. Yeah, okay. Turns out this woman, Rei, mm. is a member of an organization called the Twenties. And they've been hired to kidnap, uh, to kidnap Mayumi, so that to keep the secret about the uh, internet, like the the space station secret. Uh, and they're saying, and they're talking just like she, she's, and Ray, she seems like a dangerous person because she's not a kidnapper. She admits that she that she's not a good person. Let me check the notes. And her name is Ray. Yeah. Uh, and we also hear a comment saying like, oh, so there are more pretty boys in your club. I might make some money off them if I sell them off. Oh. Yeah, so it's kind of dangerous. This is a kidnapping. These children are in danger and it's bad. Can you click? Yes. So what you see here is that Manobu, he wakes like they were about to stop the car. And he's like, no, we shouldn't stop the car. Why should we stop the car? Well, if you look out the window and we see Hyota like gunning behind them on their bicycle trying to stop them. Leg powers. 
Exactly. Uh, and if you click again, we see him just like sweating, uh, light shining behind him, just like gunning for him, trying to trying to catch up to the kidnappers. Okay. And on the next page, he ends up in the limousine as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Everyone in the limousine. <laughs> and you wonder, what was the reason? Why didn't you try to stop the limousine? Why did you just like enter? Uh, also, this is a nice picture because you can also see his like ev all of his legs again. Okay, if you're into that, uh, then I guess. No, it's his. It's it's his vital character trait. It's exactly in every single frame. It focuses on his legs. Okay. And on the next page, we see what was the real deal. He takes out the cell phone, and on that cell phone, he passes to Ray. What's, what seems like is what transpired as our main protagonist and Manabu got kidnapped, the pretty boys organized themselves and have kidnapped members of her organization, the 20s. <coughs> and they're proposing an exchange, which will come through. They agreed to move to meet at the top of the schoolhouse to exchange uh, hostages. Yes. Uh, and of course, it's... Uh, it kind of works. Uh, if you if you click again, yeah, you'll you'll see what the resolution. Have, have they got some anime powers? No. Uh, the shining light behind Wonderful is just the police. Okay. <laughs> uh, during this adventure, we have learned that uh, Mayumi is actually quite special. Yeah. Throughout the episode, that we see that she's quite perceptive. Mm. But the thing is, do you remember how she saw a internet, like a, a space station, getting nuked out in space? Yes. Right. Yeah. Normal people can't see that. What do you mean normal people can't see that? Because Mayubi has extreme eyesight. Okay. So she's wearing specific. She has. A very strong eyesight to the point that if she doesn't wear glasses, she might go blind by the age of 20. Sure. <laughs> and basically what that entails is that Mayubi can see through the goddamn walls. She has the, the girl has x-ray in her eyes. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and she's being used by this kidnapper lady to look out for traps as they're going to the rooftop of the school. Yeah. And she's being tricked because there wasn't more hostages. The boys didn't kidnap anyone. What they did is that the orator mimicked the voice of one of her goons and baited her to come to the rooftop. On the rooftop, the number of people made sense because it was supposed to be three boys and three men, but it was police officers. So as they step outside, there's a helicopter waiting for them to take uh, to take Ray away. Mm. And that's how they save Mayubi's skin. Okay. So in the first episode, we had government agents blowing up satellites, hostage situations, uh, ploys, and superpowers. Okay, sure. You, you are... <laughs> you, it's very noticeable when you are exciting ab excited about something because you are talking like... Uh, five words in a second. I'm sorry. Maybe it will be better for our listeners if I slow down a little bit. 
but what ends up happening is that Mayubi is invited to the Pretty Boy Detective Club. Yeah, I kind of under- understood that. And and her unique talent is going to get to get used here, I guess. Actually, in every single episode, it wouldn't make sense if Mayubi wasn't there. They're using her ability quite well, okay. if I have to say. Don't use it too much. She, she doesn't want to go blind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we have the second episode called... It's wait, 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 wait. Are we going part? to get through every episode? No, because I, I specifically omitted uh, the last one. What? Are we going to get through 12 episodes? We already went through three. So, as I said, every arc is two or three episodes. So we only have like two or three more arcs, if you want to talk Carol, about it. Carol, we're 29 minutes into this episode. Then I'm going ha- Then I'm gonna have to go into express mode. Okay. Express express so, mode the on. Then, Washi- I guess. Express mode on. The Swindler, the Vanishing Man, and the Pretty Boys. This episode is about. You will have guessed if you see in the picture gambling. So the episode opens with Mayubi going to school when she bumps into a man. The man drops something, what turns out to be fat stacks of cash. Yeah. Like, we're talking like 10 million, 10 million le- uh, yen a stack. This pink hair man, his name is Lai. Uh, but we don't know that yet. And as she tries to return the money, he gives it to her. When she meets up with the boys, it turns out that this money is a forgery. So someone around the city is walking around with a full stack of fake money and giving it to everyone. Uh, but on closer inspection, these ten thousand, uh, ten like million uh, yen, these these uh, these uh, counterfeit bills, they are they are extremely well made. They're so well made, in fact that it costs more to attain such quality of bill than it is printed on the paper. So you're beginning to wonder who made these extremely detailed bills that are more real than real money. I don't I don't think that that and can work they... that something is more real than real money, Carol. But it's just that there's so much detail put into the craftsmanship of the of the dollar bills. Okay, sure. But, seeing we have a superhuman Mayumi on her team, she decides to inspect the bills. And what she finds inside, between two sides of the bill, is an invitation to an underground casino. Okay. How, how are normal people supposed to see that invention? Uh, invent- they're, they're not. Because you're supposed to be in the know to find out about the invitation. It's only because of her they got into they got this yeah, invitation. Yeah, but if other other people get this invitation and there's supposed to be a little text, then there could be assumably like explain. Like, like why do or, you put a you little know, text like, there that no one can read if you doesn't have super powered eyesight? I mean, it's probably one of the ways how to invite people. Plus, it ties into this man's attitude, lie. So if you click uh, two okay. times, yeah, we are we are in a purple bedroom. Yes. So this is how the boys are investigating 
this situation. Uh, basically, the artist he directly says like, "Hey, this money is hell fake. We need to do something about this." Yeah, now we're in a, some sort of casino with bright lights. Yes. Exactly. So they find an invitation to a casino called Reasonable Doubt. It's a casino, another grand casino, run in the neighboring school. Uh, what ends up happening is that all of a lot of the attendees to this casino are in fact teenagers or students. So you might wonder, wait, a, case, a casino underneath a school, there's something not really clicking here, these are children. But as, we, as they walk about, it turns out that, yeah, I mean, it's not shady as try to, like, it isn't like, it's just a casino. Casinos are bad for kids, but they're not. De it's not deliberately shady to, to force these kids into something. I thought you just said it's... that they were teenagers. They are teenagers. There's a difference between but... children and teenagers, Carol. But if you click on the next page, we see that the manager is the man who gave Mayumi the bills. <gasps> Gasp. So his name is Lai, just like Lai, like if you lie to someone, mm. Tam Tamadoki, and he's the manager of this place. Yeah. Uh, if you win uh, enough money, you're granted a uh, a special permission to enter into a special program. Basically, you can bet all your winnings on on the match against the manager to, assumedly, win the entire casino. But until now, every single time, it was him who won. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, if you go to the next page, uh, let me explain this scene a little bit. So, Mayumi was forbidden from playing any of the high-stakes games or participating in gambling. Mm. Seeing that with her super sight, she could easily cheat, and that was not very beautiful by Manabu. Uh, what instead ended up happening is that Lai invent, uh, invited... Uh, Mayumi to play checkers or Otello. Okay. And, and I just wanted to focus on this scene because it's so goddamn good. They're playing Otello on an Otello board. Like on a, on a, on a checkered board with tables in the colors of Otello pieces. Yes. I'm noticing that. And also, I think Otello is the one game where Mayumi can't cheat because she can't see through the pieces, they're only wood. Well, uh, chess kind of would kind of work in that case too. Exactly, like it, it's only his wits, which kind of fits the theme that he that he knows more than he lets on. Okay, yeah. So on the next page, you'll see what ends up happening. Uh, the orator of the Pretty Boy Detective Club is pretty good at card games, and they ended up playing... Uh, Texas Hold'em, I feel like, uh, against the uh, the manager. Yeah. The problem being is that it seems a little bit, it seems something seems a little bit off. Mm. And if you click on the next page, it says cheating. Yeah. So somehow, some way, in some capacity, there is an invisible person behind uh, Sakaguchi, who is telling the manager what kind of cards he has. Mm. But only Mayumi can see him. Yeah. So that begs the question, 
What the hell is happening? How can only she see the person telling the signs? Maybe it's a, a, ca a camouflage. Yeah, it turns out to be exactly that. Uh, to summarize it quite pr uh, quickly, the casino is a front for a, a manufacturing business that specializes in invisible fabric. Okay. And and they're being contracted by the twenties by the same group that uh, kidnapped Mayumi in the previous episode wait, wait, to if you can, fund research. If you can sell invisible fabric, what the heck do you need a casino for them? Because Lai likes to play games, not games. Games. He just likes to like his whole deal as a character is that he just wants control and he wants to be like being control of the situation. He wants to play. He's playful. And by converting the school to his personal casino, he could attain that power over every single student there. Mm. But the problem is, he wants to keep the fabric away from the 20s, because if you can imagine, invisible fabric can really easily find its way to military sector. Okay. So what would end up happening if you have invisible fabric on a battlefield, or for assassinations, or for spies? It would wreck the world. Uh, what ends up happening is that the boys infiltrate the casino as the waiting staff, and Manabu wins against uh, Lai in a game of poker. Uh, because what ends up happening is that Mayumi... Like, before, there was an invisible person telling the signs to Lai. But this time, it's only him cheating at poker normally. Something that she wouldn't be able to see... Because she doesn't know poker rules. It's only when she starts learning, the, like, asking her friends about the rules, she's finally un able to understand his trick. Uh, afterwards, Lai and uh, Mayubi meet again. And even though she's aware he could be wearing invisible fabric, she tries to find him. Just like the first time, he disappeared into an alleyway. But she takes off her glasses and she can't find him. Turned so yes. so it's either he has developed a fully invisible fabric, but he's holding out on the twenties, or he has some other way where he can attain mm. invisibility. Okay, next up, next page. So as you can see, are you on the page with lots of Huda, uh, uh, with Hutas? So this is what I'm talking about. This this show is just Huda showing up his legs in every single possible way. Even when they're chibis, there's legs. And when he's finally forced to put on pants in the casino scene, he's so bummed out because he cannot show off his legs. <laughs> so, as you have heard me blabber on about pretty boys and detectives, this show has a lot of going on when it comes to plot. It's not a harem anime. It's far from it. The boys are really becoming friends with Mayubi, and there's hardly, if any anything like sexual between them or like flirty no they're she's just actually becoming part of the gang uh, and i feel Pref like friends for life exactly and i feel like this show has also a neat way with like the theme of beauty is encapsulated by every single member by every single enemy by the main character who can see the beauty and the art style and art shifts because there's multiple art styles through the series. There are title cards differently diff differently themed around each arc. There's uh, 
just there's like stop animation at one point in the latest episode. Um, okay, so a different art style, so you and can say. everything looks beautiful. There's not like when I tried making this PowerPoint. Uh, the series, the series feels very colorful, for from what I can tell. At exactly, least. it is. But when it requires, for example, when I was talking about the military use of the invisible fabric, they kind of showed the effects. They like the boys and Mayumi. She found herself in the middle of like a battlefield. Like there were grays, blacks, harsh colors. Okay, so. Uh... If you were going to give this series um, so one out of ten, what would you rate it? A beautiful ten out of beautiful tens. Did you like it so much? Yeah, pr- pretty much, yes. I, I gotta say, from what, what I just heard from this series and from what I know of your taste, I guess this is an anime for you. Yes, I mean, it's... There's, there's just... Guys being bros, solving mysteries, it looks beautiful, there's themes and there's colors. And also, one more thing. So, a lot of this show, I don't know if you've seen them, but they have 3D environments instead of traditional, like, there's some traditional, uh, like, backgrounds. But a lot of it is actually rendered in 3D. But it still looks dang beautiful because they switch angles so much. And every single angle is just as beautiful as the other. Sometimes it's maybe the same shot, but they changed to night. There's lights flickering in the distance. There's carousels going on. There's just it's just so goddamn pretty. It really deserves the pretty in the, in the name. Oh, okay. Is that where the pretty comes from? Yes, the pretty comes from within. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this as much as we have. Don't forget to follow, hit that bell icon, or follow us on socials like Twitter. See you again in the next episode, and have a wonderful, beautiful, pretty day. Beautifully, goodbye.